I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's been 25 years since Joseph Kony and his forces started terrorizing parts of Central Africa. Over the years, Kony's Lord's Resistance Army has been responsible for some of the worst violence in the region. But many Americans first heard of the man in March. That's when the video Kony 2012 was posted online to focus global attention on Kony and his practice of abducting children to use as foot soldiers. Joseph Kony, he has um, an army. And what he does is he takes children from their parents and he gives them a gun. The video, which has received 88 million views so far, said Kony can still be caught despite the challenges he presents. The U.S. military joined the hunt for Joseph Kony late last year. The BBC's Dan Damon has just visited a U.S. base in the Central African Republic that's involved in the hunt. He's now in Kampala, Uganda. And Dan, what is the U.S. military doing in the Central African Republic, specifically in Oba? What, what's there? What's there is just a 20-man unit of Navy SEAL special forces. And what they're doing is coordinating, they say. And they're providing logistical help medical facilities to the troops, the very many troops from Uganda, the Democratic Republic of Congo, from South Sudan, and from the Central African Republic who are out there in the bush. What the Americans are not doing, and they make this clear, is they are not on patrol in the jungle. And indeed, perhaps jokingly, we said, if you saw Joseph Kony in your sights, would you shoot him? And they said, no, we'd get one of our partner nations to do it all. Well, here's General Carter Ham. He's uh, overall commander of the U.S. African Command, and he's describing the challenge they face. It's a very large area, very heavily forested, looking for a very small number of people in a wide, wide area. So it's a very difficult mission. But I'm very confident that the, the four African nations that are involved, with a little bit of support from us and from others, ultimately will be successful. Dan Damon, uh, in Kampala, General Carter Ham has referred to what he calls man-on-the-moon syndrome. Are, are there high expectations because the U.S. is now involved? Indeed. What he means is that if the Americans can put a man on the moon, then why can't they catch Joseph Kony? They've got all this sophisticated surveillance equipment. The point made to me by one of the Navy SEALs there, Captain Gregg, and ironic, isn't it, that this is as far as you can get from the sea anywhere in Africa. Here I was talking to a Navy captain. He told me that they're not there to provide that sort of facility. They are there to coordinate, to professionalize the armies, uh, to give them the skills, but they're not going to put in a lot of American effort. And of course, uh, the backstory to that is this is still a limited deployment because it would be difficult for America to deploy in large scale politically at the moment. It wouldn't be something the White House would want to be getting into. Mm. A small U.S. Navy SEAL team, as you say, and they're organizing the African troops, it sounds like. How well do the U.S. forces know this area and the situation? Are they indeed the best uh, forces to be organizing this? They recognize the Americans there that the superior skills in the bush are with the local armies. But what they don't have is the intelligence gathering equipment. It's more likely, apart from any surveillance that might be done by the armies out there, that it'll be a hunter out in the forest who notices an LRA camp, or perhaps somebody will escape from a raid. And the raids go on, Marco, by the way. The most recent one was just about seven days ago near Oboe. So the LRA, or some parts of it, are still very active around this region of Central Africa. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I mean, there's still fear about Joseph Kony. How big is the threat he still poses? 
It's the fear that poses the threat. Somebody told me a moment of violence can mean years, perhaps a lifetime of fear for these communities because these are farmers. The, the land is plentiful and that's how people live. Out in Oboe, when I was there, I was struck on a couple of occasions by mangoes, full ripe mangoes falling off trees. You know, it's a, mm. it's a place where things grow, but people don't get out of town now because they're afraid of the LRA. And even in those areas of northern Uganda, where the LRA was driven out many years ago, people still fear him. They think he can come back. They think he's got these magical supernatural powers. Plus, of course, they believe, and the Ugandan army confirms they have evidence, that Sudan, Khartoum, is supporting the LRA, supporting Kony, and providing him with new weapons. And then give us a reality check here. How much did the Kony 2012 video that was released by uh, Invisible Children, this uh, NGO, actually fuel the new muscular hunt for Joseph Kony? The American military, the diplomats that I've been meeting over the past few days would deny that. They say they're glad of the video because it's focused attention and maybe some other countries will make contributions too. But they point out that they've been funding the Ugandan army to the tune of a million and a half dollars every month since 2008 to help with the hunt for Joseph Kony. So they're not new into this game. They haven't been pushed into it by a, a Twitter or Facebook campaign. But they do recognize that there is a great deal of interest now because this is, as well as being a political story, a military story, it's very much a human story. And I met some of those people who had suffered under Joseph Kony. I met one of the women, his wives, in inverted commas, who came out of the bush not long ago with a three-year-old baby, Joseph Kony's child. Dan, you said the Navy SEAL line is that if they see Kony, they won't shoot him. They'll order the Ugandan army to shoot him. But would anyone shoot him to kill? I mean, he's wanted by the ICC. I think it's most unlikely that he'll be captured alive. He himself said he would die like Hitler. He told that to a woman who tried to negotiate with him. I've met her. She's Betty Begombe, a member of parliament here. She tried on several occasions to get Joseph Kony to give himself up. He said he had three options, prison, death or exile. He wouldn't take prison. The BBC's Dan Damon speaking with us from Kampala, Uganda. Dan's been on the front lines on the hunt for Joseph Kony. Thank you very much, Dan. A pleasure, Marco.